The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll uh, where the only real concern we have is how hard we're going to laugh or groan at the patented Duff McKagan joke of the week. Hey, Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan calling you. I uh, hope everybody's doing good. Uh, you know, you know, I play rock and roll music just like you. Uh, I, I went to the doctor. I have some hearing problems. Uh, the doctor said, can you describe the symptoms? I said, well, yeah, Homer's a uh, kind of a heavy guy, and, and Marge's got blue hair. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Uh, I definitely have <laughs> heard worse. That actually is pretty funny. It makes me laugh. Uh, great pop culture reference with Duff's uh, slightly confused delivery. Uh, amazing stuff. Thanks to Duff McKagan for sending me a joke every single Friday for the last three and a half years. And thanks to all of you who tuned in live for the Winnipeggers Idi Olympics Part two last night, and if you couldn't join us live, of course, you can see the ridiculousness uh, and this, 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 this on my Facebook page and YouTube channel. We had surprise guests. Jamie Farr from MASH was there, the unknown comic, and Joe Iello from Winnipeg. Uh, what ridiculous contest. How many grapes can we stuff in our mouths at once? A high-talking contest. Make up your own language. It was absolutely ridiculous, and we had a blast. Check it out if you want to laugh, uh, because it is worth a thousand laughs. But right now... Nothing funny about today's guest. It's very serious. Talking about my tag team partner, MJF, making his return to talk as Jericho. And we are ready for AEW Revolution this Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on pay-per-view or streaming live on the BR Live app. I hope the Young Bucks are prepared to lose the World Tag Team Championships because that's what's going to happen when they go up against MJF and I on Sunday. It's going to be his first AEW title and my first in over a year He's got the AEW diamond ring. Not quite the same thing. This is much more prestigious. We're going to share our strategies with you guys. We're also going to recap the phenomenal 2020 that MJF had from the dinner debonair. He won a New York Times award for that one. To the state of the industry promo he cut on John Moxley. To his recent Wrestling Observer Award win for most charismatic. The award that I won last year. We got some slots on uh, he who shan't be named. The guy who quit the inner circle. Uh, MJF has a lot more to say about Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Griff Garrison, Ricky Starks, Darby Allen, Gum Guy, uh, Shoddy Lee, Lee Johnson, Sting. Get ready. The soon-to-be newly crowned AEW World Tag Team Champions, Chris Jericho and MJF, starting now on Talk is Jericho. And we are burying everybody, baby. All right, so uh, Wednesday here, Dynamite. What they call in the biz the go-home show. 
for everybody listening that doesn't quite know. And uh, the go-home show for the big pay-per-view of Revolution, which, of course, is many, many uh, big matches. Probably the biggest of all is, is uh, MJF and Jericho versus the Young Bucks. And, of course, MJF is here. I mean, this is probably one of the biggest matches that you could ever put together for AEW. I mean, it is four guys who are quite popular, the biggest names in the industry today. You know, a lot of people like to talk smack, Chris, and they say that we're not a real tag team. And you know what? You're right? We're not. We're just two of the biggest, baddest SOBs in professional wrestling today. We are superstars. We are charisma machines. So, yeah, we got to cut the line. We got to skip and go over all these guys who have been tagging with each other for 5, 10, 15, 20 years because we're that damn good. And I think that is precisely why this matchup, it's going to be a breeze, Chris. I don't see this being an issue whatsoever. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, that for, for the kind of the diehard hardcores who say that we're not a quote-unquote real team. I don't even know what that means. Uh, just because we haven't been riding the roads together and grew up together like the Bucks did where Papa Buck, uh, oof, you got jeez, yeah, we'll get uh, uh. But uh, he builds a, uh, a ring in their backyard, and they've traveled the world together. And then, hey, listen, all respect to the Bucks. They made it uh, completely outside the system. But I have never been uh, a tag team champion. Uh, let me rephrase this. I've never been in a quote-unquote real team where I was a world tag team champion. But I've been world tag team champion, I think, six times. About to be seven. I bet you just list off some of these um, the Rock. Oh wow, interesting name. Yeah, I think I know that guy. Big Show. I think I know that guy too. Yeah. Uh, Edge. Huh. All right. There's one. Um, Christian. I mean, there's a few others in there, but we were not uh, put together as like you know, hey, it's the Wally Whackers or whatever. It's yeah. it's it's the Rock and Chris Jericho. It's MJF and Chris Jericho. So to me, a real tag team is one that wins and one that draws. A whole lot of winning. We're undefeated, as a matter of fact. I mean, you're undefeated, which we'll even talk about as well in your entire time here in AEW. And I just think that it's going to be a real kind of a downer for the Young Bucks who have beaten the Jurassic Express and they've beaten the Acclaimed and they've beaten, you know, all of these teams that we have here, uh, the top flight, because this is a tag team company. But yet here we are, two of the biggest single stars uniting to become tag team champions. That must be a little bit of a, of, a, of, a, of a monkey wrench into their system. It's a bitter pill to swallow for these guys. I mean, they love to talk on and on and on about how they're tag team specialists. And here we are. We're already number one contenders. And Chris, I think we've only been tagging for a month and a half. I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, since we won the, the kind of the, the battle of the inner circle to decide who the, the tag team would be to, to move on for the championships, we have been undefeated. Yeah. And you know what? I love Proud and Powerful. I love those guys like brothers. Yes. But we won Fan Square. And also, they had their opportunity. They did. Listen, and once again, a lot of people said, well, what if Pride and Powerful wins? Proud and Powerful wins. Well, listen, we want the tag team championships in the inner circle. But of course. By hook or by crook. And if Proud and Powerful had it and we faced them at Revolution, well, guess what? Everybody wins. Everybody wins because the titles would stay in the inner circle. Exactly. And that's the most important thing as we continue to talk about. So I just think that... Um, it's a blessing for AEW to have us as a team. Well, it's a blessing for the, uh, AEW to have us, period. Right. Allow me to you know, clarify. Thank I you. Knew that. Well, sure, of course. You know, I, I, actually, I want to go through a little bit of a list here just to talk. Let me talk about you for a second before we get into more oh, about our stop. tag team stuff. Nah, I know you don't want to do that. So here's something that you posted on Twitter the other day, and we can analyze every one of these things. Sure. Uh, you've only been on TV for a year, yes, which sir. is basically true, because before that, 
you were you were just on low level indies not low level but not national tv not national television right so you've been on national tv for just over a year and here's what's happened so far undefeated yes sir undefeated i've beaten everyone i've come across i have yet to be pinned or submitted in a professional wrestling ring and if anybody wants to bring up john moxley allow me to clarify something the man used an illegal maneuver in that matchup yep completely that's not a win okay that's not a win the guy's a crook dictator john is a dirty stinking crook but we can continue on with that list. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, no, tirade, tirade there, Chris. I just get really riled like, up. I don't I even really that. remember the Moxley because if you remember, you know, who who lost the AEW championship to Moxley? I did. Yeah. So yeah. I remember too. But he cheated against he you did. too. We all saw it. He did. He, the fans he, know. He, he pretended to be blind. Yeah. Uh, wearing that patch over his eye and then ta- and then takes it off, sucked me in and takes it off. And so that's, that's a win. Can I just say, classless move on his part. Completely. If you're going to have an eye injury, you know, don't lie about it. Don't Own lie. it. He's a liar. That's what he was. He was a liar. That's right. The man claimed blindness. That's the equivalent to me parking in a handicapped spot, which I would never do, by the way. I'm salt of the earth. That's what he did. And, and that's my point. So, so we have the same grievance. Of course. With Moxley. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you When Kenny Omega beat Moxley for the world title, you know what I did? Yeah. I cheered. You know what? I cheered for him. Can for I tell Kenny. you something, Chris? So what? did I. I really did. I had my popcorn in hand. And I was I couldn't have been happier. Yeah, that was the first time Kenny Omega made me smile. Probably will be the last time. Yeah, but, but hey, it was the first time. It's, it's that's one more than most of the the schleps around oh, here. Don't get me and started. And I'll tell you something else. This weekend, uh, 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 the, another huge match, of course, is the exploding barbed wire death match. You know, I hope they, I hope Moxie explodes. Oh my God! And you know, what? I hope Kenny explodes, and then then we can have a tournament for the world title. Why too. not? Why can't we have the tag titles and the world title? Chris? We can. We absolutely can. The world is ours. It's exactly, what we can do. Um, okay, uh, state of the industry was one of the best promos in the history of the business. Now, refresh my memory what the state of the industry was. So, state of the industry was the first promo I had cut on Jonathan, Dictator John, and it was, it was pretty much when I announced that I was going to be running for the AEW World Tag Team title. Right. Okay. Yes. So, what did you say? So, essentially, I was just talking about things that I felt were wrong about our product, and it was, quite honestly, all John's fault. I mean... What John does is he goes out there and he performs reckless, reckless, reckless stunts with reckless abandonment. And then because he's the world champion, people my age, they follow suit. They go, well, if that's a world champion, that's what I have to do to win. And they go, these guys are going out there and they're killing each other, each other every single night, Chris. It's awful. Right. It's got awful. And uh, I'll never forget. Cutting each other and thumbtacks and body bags. Think, think, about, think about the Baseball match. bats and all that sort of stuff. But what was it? Exploding barbed wire death match. Now, do you think if Kenny Omega was wrestling anybody else on our roster that that match would be happening? No. No shot. No shot. That is the issue. That is the problem with Dictator John. John creates chaos. And I don't want that in pro wrestling because pro wrestling is supposed to be a sport. Mm-hmm. It's pro wrestling. It's, a, it's a, con, a physical contest between two gentlemen, such as ourselves, to show who the better man is. Yes. For, I, no, go I was going to say, for example, when uh, last pay-per-view, Full Gear, yep. or All Out, or whatever the one it was in September. Yes, sir. We had a match that the winner, uh, if you won, mm-hmm. you would get to join the inner circle. You won. I won fair and square. Fair and square. Yeah. And guess what? You're in the inner circle. Absolutely. That is what a, a true gentleman does. Chris, allow me to say this. I've never been happier. And that's the thing about me and you. We never cheat. We never use weapons. We never have to. We don't have to because we're talented. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
And I think that's the difference between me and you and everybody else in this locker room. And that, that again, that is my issue with John. The man's constantly cheating. He's constantly using weapons. Uh, he's constantly dumping people on the top of their heads. That's not what this sport's all about. And that's and that what I talked about. And that was a great promo. And you know what? You had a hell of a cabinet, too, set up. Oh, absolutely. Because if you look at the cabinet, I'm, I don't think I'm speaking out of school here. Big uh, shoddy Lee, Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson, absolutely. I gave him a huge opportunity. I think he kind of shit the bed, but it is what it is. But now he's in, he's in the nightmare family. And that's why he shit the bed. Well, but that's okay. fine. That's but fine. The, the, the bottom, the reason why he was even given the opportunity to shit the bed is because you gave him Oh, one. God. I gave that kid the world on a silver platter. Yeah. And if it wasn't for me, nobody would know who Shoddy is. That's right. Uh, another person, Gum Guy. Okay? I gave Gum Guy the biggest opportunity of his life. Now, who's Gum Guy? You know who Gum Guy is. I mean, come on. I, I don't. Okay. Is he gay? Does he chew gum? Now, I don't know if this is a trade secret or not. But, uh, you know, you know Hook? Oh, Hook. Okay. Yeah. Gum Guy is his original name? Oh, yeah. Was he always chewing gum? Or so was... here's the deal. Hook actually has a twin brother. And his oh. twin brother was Gum Guy. Ah. And the unfortunate thing was Gum Guy did an awful, 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 awfully great job. I mean, he was always on point. Whenever I opened my mouth, gum went in. Whenever I opened my mouth again, gum went out. Great. I remember that. And unfortunately, the kid just couldn't hack it in the ring. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess the, the other son of Taz, he was able to figure it out. He's doing okay for himself now. Okay. So for, and I did hear about Gum Guy. He now uh, works as one of the uh, up-and-comers for Trident. Get out of town. Yeah, it's true. Really? I heard, yeah, I heard about that. You know what? Well, so. that makes sense. Taz should be proud. He's got two sons. Two sons. Both of them are on top of the world. Right. In the gum world and in the professional, in the professional wrestling, wrestling world. world. Well, yeah. Well, well, Hook, I wouldn't say he's actually on top of the wrestling world, but... I mean, we are, Chris. He's appearing on the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's, Gum he's Guy, here. so you gave Gum Guy an opportunity, gave him the confidence that he needed to go on to become a huge executive, a uh, junior executive. He's still young. Yeah. I gave him the gum rub. You did. You did. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Here's one that some people might think uh, might be a little bit of a sore spot for me, but it's the opposite. New York Times best performance of 2020 for Dinner Debonair. I mean, how can that be a sore spot? Well, I mean, I you mean, would think that, like you actually got the award, and a lot of people, you know, the, the trolls, sure, always the trolls, yeah, saying that maybe I should have gotten an award for that too because I was actually in it Chris, as well. Let me say something. It was a travesty that we both didn't receive the award. Yeah. I, I I genuinely feel that way because Chris. When I tell you, you have to be one of the greatest singers I've ever heard. Probably since Sinatra. And I mean that. I mean that wholeheartedly. I, I can accept that. And I mean, God, how, what are you guys, like quadruple million platinum right now with your records? Well, I mean, uh, almost uh, almost gold for, for Judas. My That's God. a true story. Actually, My God. Almost. That's an actual real thing. 75 folks. million Spotify listens is gold, and we're almost there. So we're going to have a gold record, yeah. which in this day and age might as well be 47 times quintuple platinum. Let Absolutely. me tell you that. Absolutely. And and let me tell you guys something. A lot of people thought Chris was jealous, but I mean, Chris, I mean, here it is. The floor is all yours. You weren't jealous when I won that I award. wasn't jealous at all. I mean, it's one of those things where um, to see your name in the New York Times, I mean, oh, oh, yeah. Um, but just making the dinner debonair, I mean, once again, we can kind of talk about this since we're on the subject. 
one of the most groundbreaking, revolutionary segments in pro wrestling history. And I defy anybody to tell me different. And there's a lot of people who didn't agree with it, but if you really think about it, that was one of the most unique and memorable moments in the history of this business. Now, people like to throw the word polarizing around a lot. Mm. Easy for them to say. And I think that polarizing is the perfect word for it. But irregardless, even though it was polarizing, it was the most talked about thing in professional wrestling, quite frankly, in decades. Absolutely. And the fact that a professional wrestler was in the New York Times, something that has never happened before. That's a New York Times awards. Awards. It's entertainment. This is legit, by the way, guys. The actual in the New York Times newspaper is some of the best moments in entertainment 2020. Yeah. Dinner Debonair won. Yeah. And featuring then, MJF. And then under me was that super hot chick from that Netflix chess show. So, I mean, if you don't think it's legit, the hot chick from the chess show on Netflix was on there. I mean, nothing says legit than, than a, the hot chick from a chess show. On Netflix? Yeah, exactly. My God. I mean, come on. This is Netflix. Guys. I think there was somebody on there from... Uh, HBO Plus. Wow. Okay. Someone, I think someone from Adult Swim got on there. And then, yep. of course, Dinner Debonair. Yeah. The, the most important part, obviously. So um, this was just an unbelievable moment. Mm. Um, and, and for me, I came up in wrestling, which is funny because so did you, even though I think you go back you go back and watch these things, actually watch them as they happen, Saturday Night's Main Event. Yes, sir. And one of the first things I can remember about the WWF was Corporal Kirchner at, they were at a, a water park and he took a, a zip line down over the pool and drops into the pool and then splashes Miss Elizabeth, which oh, yeah. causes Randy Savage to get mad. So they have a match later on that night. Yep. I mean, that's what the wrestling that I came up on. Sure. So dinner debonair fits that it mold. It fit that mold, man. And here's the thing. It'd be one thing if we broke out into song and dance when the bell had rung. But that wasn't right. the case, man. We met for dinner. We met for dinner, and some music started playing, and we just couldn't help ourselves, man. And that's just the facts. And also, I couldn't help myself with those two dancers. You know what I great, mean? great dancers. My great, God. very much stayed in step with us. Oh, our yeah. singing and dancing that night was very good. The steak was terrible. You know, I think, and again, I, I hate to bring this up, but sometimes, Chris, I feel like we we can't help but try to one up each other, right? And that was one of those unfortunate moments. We've gotten better about it. We've gotten better about it. But that was one of those unfortunate moments where, uh, yeah, the steak was definitely a little too rare. Yeah, yeah. We, we, wanted, we wanted it well done. Yeah. And then we just kept on doing it until it was like going. marble blue rare. Yeah. And that's what they ended up And that's us. also why in Vegas, uh, I, I don't remember what happened that night, mm. which was another one of those uh, let's try to one-up each other case scenarios. Did you ever notice uh, that you had writing on your face that night? What are you talking about? Uh, never mind. Okay. Um, well, and when we went out to the bar and we're drinking, cooking sherry and the yep. Everclear. Yep. Everclear was a little bit controversial because of the... Uh, was the Vandergriff The Vandergriff incident. My God, well, who can forget about the Vandergriff incident? I mean, now, and what people don't know is the Vandergriff incident is when Charles Vandergriff... Whoa, whoa, Before you tell the story, Chris, are you sure this is appropriate for people to hear about the I Vandergriff so. incident? What? what? I mean, it's your podcast. Well, I mean, I don't. We don't have any secrets here on Talk okay. to Jericho. My God, I, I mean, think, guys, this is a huge. Exclusive. I mean, Charles Vandergrift was one of the uh, inventors of Las Vegas. Yep. Actually, his, his middle name was Charles Los Vandergrift, mm. and his partner Joseph Vegas. And they well, who could forget about Joe? I mean, Joe Joey Vegas, right? Come on. They were prospectors looking for gold, and they, uh, you know, they 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 founded a small town, uh, did some gambling, and suddenly. People started coming and joining them. What happened was uh, uh, Charles Loss, yep. Vandergriff, 
that made some moonshine. Yeah. Everclear, actually. Big time. Everclear. Which is way stronger than moonshine. And um, basically drank it and just went crazy. And yeah. he he jumped off a tree and, and fell into, into some I mean, sand. and we're talking about Vegas trees. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to Las Vegas, but those trees are really, really, really big. Oh, yeah. And uh, he landed on several people. And ever since then, that has been known as, of course, as the Van der Griffin. And some of those people were, were injured. Chris, one of them died. I never heard that. I hey, that's a maybe well, that's it, a rumor. Maybe it, was that's a, a rumor. it was a couple years later, but one sure, of, yeah, sure. Well, the injuries okay. sustained, injuries sustained, of course, of led course. them to eventually yeah. dying. Very so unfortunate. That's why Everclear is basically banned in Vegas. Yeah. because of the Vandergriff incident. When we went there, we said, "Damn it, we give us some some." Yeah. Everclear. And we have deep pockets, so they we figured did, it out. Yeah. We bought out that whole hotel. Of course, my goodness, what a great night that was. Uh, good times. Uh, with the inner circle, uh, with the guy that we shan't mention, we're not going to say his name. No, um, but still, good times. And now you guys know the whole story behind the Vandergriff incident. You're welcome. We 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 have matured. We're not trying to outdo each other all the time no. now. Um, let's continue on with your your list here. I've beaten Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho. Granted, guilty yeah. as charged. And, Love you, man. Uh, I'm about to beat the Bucks. Of course, those are three huge names right there. Yeah, three three of uh, the guys. I mean, you got two EVPs there. And you got you got the greatest of all time, um, which trumps two EVPs. I I would take a greatest of all time over two EVPs of, in any card game. But of course, but right. of course. And I think, uh, you know, I think the EVP thing's getting out of hand over here because realistically, let, let's talk numbers, people. We're talking about the ratings ruler right now in the demo god, okay? And the fact of the matter is, every time me and Christopher are on screen, we're groundbreaking. I mean, we are literally killing it minute you by minute. You sent me a tweet the other day about our last segment that was through the roof. It was absolutely through the roof. And also, consequently, not only were we the biggest segment out of both shows on Wednesday night, we also had the most women viewers, which doesn't shock me at all because let's face it, we are two sexy hooligans, baby. I mean, come on. I mean, like you said, but I like seeing those numbers because it's the proof. Of course. The demo got in the range. I'll tell you some of those too. Full disclosure. When you first said ratings ruler, I didn't really like it. I get it. But it's grown on me. Oh, really? It really has. Huh. Yeah. Should I, I bring it back? I don't think it ever left. Okay. That's fair. Right. I like that. Okay. So, yes. And so, like we said, th- this weekend versus the Bucks, you know, I, I've i never had an actual match against the Bucks before. I mean, Stadium Stampede was, uh, you know, the a kind of a whole rigmarole behind that. And I think I've had a couple six men's, but I've never had a tag team match per se versus the Young Bucks. Mm. So I'm excited about that because once again, with MJF and Jericho, our style is different from theirs. Absolutely. In a lot of ways. And I think that's what people should be looking forward to in the sense that I feel like no one's done a good job of grounding Matthew and Nicholas. Yes. And I personally feel that that is something we are perfectly equipped to do. Um, I think they are going to try to flip. They are going to try to flop. They are going to try to fly. They're going to try to hit all of their stupid, stupid, stupid moves and all we're going to do is we're going to move out of the way. We're going to grab a body part. We're going to we're going to drag them down to the mat and we're going to keep them there until they're losing oxygen and they're fighting for air and we win the match. And it's going to be scientific, Chris. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, those moves could be construed as stupid, but they're also very dynamic and people love them. But one Sorry. thing, the a former friend of mine who turned on me and I'm still waiting for him to show his ugly face back here again is in uh, Iron Mike Tyson. He said, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. My God, yeah. I find that with Matt and Nick, they're very scientifically athletic, mm-hmm. scientific wrestlers. When I grew up, meant that they're very, they know all the moves, very technical, yeah. great high flyers. Maybe the two best high flyers in the company. I will give them that. Or, or, for sure. I'll give them that. But yeah. I don't think 
Matt and Nick have been punched in the face, really punched yeah. in the face. Because I'll tell you what, right now they try that uh, you know Meltzer driver, whatever it is, <laughs> flip right into my fist. Yeah. My fist, your face, Nick Buck. Guess Boom. what? Five star fist punch. That's five that? star fist. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Take that to your uh, tag team of the year award. Maybe we'll take that and shove it down your throats as well. So um, I think it's going to be the type of match that Matt and Nick have never had before, and that's why I have full belief that we're going to walk out as the AW Tag Team Champions. Absolutely. Yeah. Glass jaws. They got glass, glass jaws. Glass jaws. Yeah. Glass bodies maybe too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, MJF, you were talking about main eventing, a pay-per-view that's huge. Let's hear about it. Yes, sir. It was me versus uh, Dictator John for the AEW world title, where he totally cheated but you know which what was that in the summer yes i believe it, w- it was, was that it? when i had the mimosa mayhem it was the same also mimosa mayhem cheated. also cheated out of that match yeah. you know i'm starting to realize something here chris it seems the only way people can take us down in this company is by using these dirty underhanded tactics. cheatings and that's something we would never do the problems you had with yeah. dictator john yeah. are the same problems i had with that dipshit orange cassidy oh my god i mean this guy I mean, he still owes me. Do you know this? He still owes me $7,000. What? For my jacket, my white jacket. He remember oh, he poured uh, orange yeah. juice yeah. all over me. Well, you know what? And the inner circle. It's funny you mention that. I'm livid about this Papa Buck situation. Everybody, and, and you know what? I, I've already talked about it. I've already talked about it, but, but, but I can't help to bring it up again. Everybody's, oh, boo-hoo, Papa Buck got hurt. Oh, my God. Nobody's talking about my custom-made suit that he got his stupid blood all over. Brutal. I don't shop at Baby Gap like all you pores do listening to this, okay? All you pores. That was a custom suit. All you disgusting, uncivilized, humanoid lifers have no idea. You know what? Let me put it in perspective for you. That suit cost about, oh, I don't know, a year and a half's worth of rent money for you, okay? Does that, does that help? Does that, yeah. that help make you understand? Yeah, yeah. Sickening. But, but we're the bad guys, right, Chris? Oh, oh we're sure. The bad guys. Now, here's another thing, too. And I don't even want to talk about my green silk shirt that got some of his blood and oh uh, some of his grimy sweat for the greasy hair of By his. By the way, that green suit? Yeah. Shirt. Pardon The me. green shirt has it? Pardon yeah. me. I spoke out of turn there. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Thanks, man. Totally beautiful. You know, but it has some of that grease, like you know, the, 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 the... It'll never be the same. Bret Hart grease ball back Ooh. in the day. Yeah. Papa Buck, I grabbed his hair. Yeah. My, my hand still feels like a uh, uh, Vaseline on it. I got to be honest with you. I don't know if that's a real person. Uh, so I was actually just, I went to uh, Madame Clouseau's with my... Uh, Who did you go to? Madame Clouseau's. It's a wax museum. Oh, no, it's the one down the street. You're, I mean, Madame Tussauds is the big one. You went to Madame Clouseau's, yeah, which absolutely. is a little bit lesser known. It's, uh, so up-and-comer. here's the thing about Madame Clouseau's. She's great. It's an up-and-coming wax museum. She's still alive, too, by the way. She's too. still alive. She's going she's gonna to take over. I think she's going to trump. It's kind of mm-hmm. like AEW. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But anyway, That's right. so I go to Madame Clouseau's, which is most certainly a real place, and, you know, all these wax figurines, when I was looking at Papa Buck, I couldn't help but think he looked exactly like them. You're right. Right? Yeah. He, uh, he's a very strange-looking man. Ugly. I think the word you're looking for ugly. is ugly. Which is weird, because one thing I'll yeah. say about Madame Nick is they're not ugly. So they must look well, like... Well, it's not ugly. Maybe you're nicer than me, Chris. They, they, 
Would you say they're attractive? Well, they're, 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 well, I wouldn't put them on the cover of Teen Beat magazine. You know who I would put on the cover of Teen Beat magazine? Us. Us. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think you're right about Papa Buck. Maybe not a, a, a real person. Very greasy, very bloody. Um, so to me, going back to what we said, we're the bad guys on this. How did this whole thing start? Do you remember? Please, and I do because because I would like to hear it. I'll tell you exactly what Please happened. Do. Matt and Nick, uh, once again, barely squeak by Santana Ortiz. Yeah. Big brouhaha breaks out. We go to the floor as innocent men trying to leave. And this freaking wax figure mm. from Madame Clouseau's with his greaseball hair and his stupid nose, he pushed me. Papa Buck pushed me. So, And if you look at it closely, Mama Buck wow. is smiling in the background. Horrible. She liked it. Here's the thing, Chris. Where I come from, Plainville Island, New York, the greatest place in the world, Obviously, besides, you know, hey, Winnipeg, I'm from Canada. Long Island, too, man. I know. Man has to represent. I know. So here's the deal. Where Sister I cities, from, too, by the way. Well, absolutely. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Where I come from, that was assault. And he did it on national TV. The man should be incarcerated. Absolutely. He should be incarcerated. He should be in jail right now. I am a big celebrity. You can't put your hands on us. If I was walking down the street and yeah. some slovenly hobo yeah. like Papa Buck came and pushed me, yeah, totally. cops would arrest him and take him downtown to Chinatown. Within minutes. And that's the issue with this place. Once again, I think it's because he is the father of an EVP. I bet you. Two EVPs. You, you, think, you think if that was Lee Johnson's dad, he wouldn't have gone to jail? You think if that was uh, uh, Brandon Cutler's dad, he wouldn't have gone to jail? I'm telling you right now. Maybe if it, I bet if it was my dad. I bet if it was your dad. Well, well, here's the difference. My dad and your dad would never do that. No. Because they have class. They have class and respect, and that's why we are two very classy and that's respectful right. individuals. We, we have been raised properly. Absolutely. Unlike those hippies. The Bucks and their freaky, weird-looking dad. So grotesque. It all started with that double-handed push. And listen, we don't forget. Are you okay, by the way? I'm fine. Are you okay? I, was, I felt a little bit. Uh, my, I, I, actually, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Papa Buck was on the first Jericho cruise. I invited him on. I felt a little bit betrayed when he wow. pushed me. I felt a little wow. bit hurt, but feelings were a little bit hurt. See, I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. And that honestly brings a tear to my eye. Chris. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell. Let me get you a, a tissue. <laughs> And um, okay, I'm so, okay. Thanks. I'm okay. So, so to me, it was like it, this. If this is the way we're going to do things here, we're not stupid. We're elephants, man. Of course. You know, I and yourself, yep. as we heard earlier tonight on the uh, advice and idea of Santana Ortiz, said, "You know what? You're going to put your hands on me. Can yep. You put your hands in a circle. We waited, and those cocky little bastards, the young bucks." Walking around here like cocks of the walk, Horrible. giving out advice to people, handing out fake dollar bills to all the young guys and girls in the back, weren't paying any attention to Papa Buck, mm. right? Mm. And we found him. Yep. And my favorite person is, is, is some, some, you know, supposed fan of MJF and Jericho on Twitter went, there's no uh, proof that they're the ones that, that caused Papa Buck to bleed. And I was like, no, it was us. <laughs> I watched it go yeah. down. Chris hit him the shit out of with him. the craziest right hook I've ever seen. <laughs> it was nuts, dude. You know, I was laughing, and so I hard. laughed even harder. Yeah, because we were right back near the catering area. Yeah, when you teed up on him, <laughs> then yeah, yeah, yeah. there's what I love. Yeah, grabbed a, a, a plastic glove mm -hmm. that the catering guys had, put it on. Yeah. And then hit him. You didn't, you didn't even want that blood on your hands. I don't want any of that backyard blood on my hands. Yeah, exactly. Man. I mean, come on. You know, you don't want to smell like sawdust or Anybody whatever. Anybody related to Matt and Nick, uh, they're not touching me. Exactly. So all of that was completely the fault 
of Papa Buck. All of that was completely the fault of Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Yeah. And once again, they can be looking for vengeance, screaming for vengeance, but we're screaming for titles. That's all. That's all. Guys, That's it. everyone listening to this, I want to make something perfectly clear. The only thing me and Chris care about going into this pay-per-view is winning the AEW World Tag Team Championships. That's it. That is the one goal we have in now, mind. Now, you, you're a, a two-time winner. Well, I've never lost it, but you, you've had the diamond ring, AEW diamond back ring. Back to for, back, baby. Back to back over a year. Yeah. But this will officially be your first title in AEW? Yes, it would yes. be my first title in AEW. It would be uh, my first piece of uh, hardwire outside of the ring. And uh, I, I got to tell you, Chris, growing up, I watched you, as many other people did in my generation. And you are easily, were, growing up, my favorite professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I recall reading your book as a as a kid, and you would talk about how your dream was to win the tag team titles with Owen Hart. And my dream was always to win the tag team titles with you. Wow. And the way that things have come full circle here is, I might cry again, but it's fine. The way that things have come full circle here is absolutely tremendous. Um, to a nicer guy, it couldn't have happened. And of course, I'm speaking about you and, and me, and I feel we deserve this. I mean... Gosh, Chris, you have been doing this for 30 plus years and you have been on top of the professional wrestling world for all of that time. Me, while I have not been doing this anywhere near as long as you have, uh, I'd like to think it's become very clear and obvious who the next guy is, who's going to be taking the spot that you will leave, not anytime soon, Chris, but that you will leave that spot's mine for the picking, and everybody knows that. Everybody knows that the next goat in professional wrestling is going to be MJF. Well, once again, too, I mean, you, you haven't been wrestling as long, a fraction of the experience that I have, but still, I mean, you've been on top the whole time. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and I think that's what upsets people, both in the locker room and people watching on TV. Who, this guy's 24. This is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and I'm a prodigy. Yeah, and I'm one of the best in the ring. Yeah, and I'm one of the best on the microphone. I'm untouchable. And that upsets people. It upsets people because there are 40 to 50-year-olds watching our show, tuning in. Hell, 18-year-olds. People are either upset because they are younger than me and they're not even close to obtaining their goals or because they're older than me and they're not even close to obtaining their goals. That, that is what upsets me. I'm the bad guy simply because everybody else is jealous. Well, that's, that, that's, and you know, that's exactly the truth. You always have your biggest enemies and your biggest detractors when you're successful. Yeah. Everybody wants to throw the top guy off the mountain. Yep. That's the way it's always been. And I think that's why everybody like Matt and Nick, because at the end of the day, they're underdogs. They right. are. Even though they're tag champions in this matchup, they're underdogs. Well, they, they are. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another reason for saying, uh, you know, not a, an official tag team or whatever. I'll give them their due. They have beat every tag team here. Sure. In AEW, all of them, even even uh, Hangman and, and Kenny Omega, yep, they have not beaten us, and they won't in a singles match. You've, you're unbeaten here. I've only been beaten a few times. I can count them. One of them was you. Yeah, you yeah. know, two two Orange Cassidy's cheated, an MJF. Yep, did and, not cheat, and, and a Scorpio Sky cheated. What did you just say after I said your name? I, I said did not cheat. Correct. Did the other correct. Yeah, correct. Oh, there might have been something, but it's a water. I don't in the think so. I can't call. remember. It doesn't matter. Point yeah. being, if I can remember every single loss that I've had. First of all, how good am I? My God. I mean, you're undefeated, but I probably had more matches than you. Well, there. sure, sure. But, but of course. Uh, and, and bigger ones as well. But the, the point being is that how good must I be? Well, now hold on, to, Chris. To never have been beaten by... Uh, B- by bigger, uh, bigger ones. Uh, 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 main events. Oh, oh I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I see what you're saying. Because I was... I mean, I was in main events, too. No, no, no. One main, one main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Several main events. You're just talking about one main event that I did on the pay-per-view, Chris. Well, yeah, but, and I, every, but every other pay-per-view, I think I was in the main event. Yeah, but Chris, I mean... 
You know, we're doing the thing. We're doing the thing again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was close. I see it. I You're see a real it. kidder. You're I was a real kidder. Every main event. I was in all the main, main events. events. Absolutely. We're both main event talent, and we're both killers, and we're both going to uh, show Matt and Nick a little bit of the same loving that we gave to Papa Buck. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's go to the next item on our list, and this is a big one. The Wrestling Observer Awards Most Charismatic. Yeah, man. Um, you know, a lot of people can talk as much shit as they want to, but that award's been around since 1980. And the list of people that have won it, I'm sitting across from one of them, Chris Jericho. You won it last year? Chris Jericho. You're right. There you go. So we got the two back-to-back most charismatic in the Observer Awards. I mean, how could we not be a tag team? There it is. We're the two most charismatic men in professional wrestling. But continue. It's been around since 1981. Yes. Um, Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, Eddie Guerrero. I mean, Steve the, Austin, Steve Austin, the, the list is absolutely uh, insane, but it's not insane that I'm in it because like I said, everybody's fully aware that I'm the guy for the next 25 years is going to be leading the charge in professional wrestling. And I'm proud of that. And I'm also proud of the fact that I'm being mentored right now by a guy who did it before me. It's amazing. Like I said, those those awards are very important and it was great to see you in there. I unfortunately did not get any awards this year, but I, I was you in were every, nominated for almost. All I was in every top 10. I mean, come on. You know, it was yeah, in every top 10. So. This is the year that, of course, Tony won the Booker of the Year, so yes. he's making a huge deal of it. I'm like, well, what about me? Like, I won five of them last yeah. year. I should have like a, a like an all time award. You know? you know what? I think we need a banner for you, Chris. I think we need one of those old school banners. Yes, exactly. That would be really good, and we could put it up in my uh, dressing room here. Yeah, which would be great. Um, let's move on to uh, another one. Inside the ropes, the best heel. Yeah, I which mean, which to people that don't know is a bad guy. Sure. I got a little offended by that because I don't, uh, I don't, I don't view myself that way. Um, but at the end of the day, the only th- way I could look at that is that people felt that I was uh, one of the best at what I do in professional right. wrestling. Uh, but I- I'm still salt of the earth, man. I, I think it's. I mean, I, I open doors for people constantly. Um, I've seen that too. Yeah, and I give I give money to the poor's all the time. I mean, I see poor's on the street all the time, and I walk up to them. I'll, I'll give them, you know, a dollar, two dollars. I don't. I like to do the poor's. Well, that's what they are. Chris. Yeah. I'm just yeah. being, you know, I'm just being honest. You could also call bartenders pours if you wanted, but a different way. It's a completely different see, thing. See what yeah, did it's there? much more honestly. Much um, I appreciate that though that that you're willing to 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 say that you're the best heel. Sure. Because heel sometimes is like almost a derogatory term. Yeah. But heel doesn't necessarily mean like 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 I think heel probably came from shit heel. Like yeah, you're you're a yeah. bad guy. I think heel just means uh, uh smarter than the average. Babyface, which yeah. would be the other term that we use here in wrestling for Absolutely. those that don't know. Absolutely, Chris. And and quite frankly, I, I see that on the internet a lot. MJF's the best heel in the business, dot, dot, dot. So is Chris Jericho, dot, dot, well, dot. Well, once again, kindred spirits, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about that. This list still continues. Should I continue on with this list? Hey, man, if you want to keep talking about me, I got no problem. All right. Dynamite Diamond Ring Champ times two. We said that. We said that. Uh, but... Talk about the first time you won it and then the second time you won it. First time I won it, I uh, defeated pretty much... Well, I, I mean, I defeated a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people that are in that uh, battle royal. Uh, it came down to me, Jungle Boy, and Hangman. 
Jungle Boy Jack Perry is very dumb. I don't know if you are aware of this. He was, I, I believe he was. Soccer rocks. Believe he, I believe he was actually raised by a, a pack of chimpanzees. I, I don't even know if he's literate, if I'm being completely honest. Well, I know the story is that. Is oh, that what's the deal? He was originally born. Uh, he, here's something about him. He's the son of Luke Perry, the actor. Now, I was told he was raised by chimpanzees. Well, what's but, going but, on I'm, here, I'm getting to it. He, okay, he, my apologies. He, I, he he wasn't raised by Luke Perry, but he's the son of Luke Perry, ah, so, who was a very famous actor. Luke passed away a few years ago. Yes, very famous actor. Yeah. Problem is, Luke didn't. Uh, he, he was he was working a lot. Yeah. At the time, how you gonna take care of a kid? What are you gonna do? You nine hundred two one zero. Hey yeah, Brandon, let's true. go to the beach pit. I got my kid. Yeah. Don't work that way. So he basically took Jungle Boy. Yeah. To to the L.A. Zoo, okay, right down there in La Brea, yeah, yeah, and he left it outside the chimpanzee cage, yeah, right. You know, it only makes sense because I, I can only imagine how ugly of a baby that was. It's not something you want to look at. Well, and that's the whole Jungle Boy thing. Yeah, the, the guy can barely string together three words. Yeah, it's I mean, terrifying. people around here they applaud him when he says a two word promo yeah. that you and I would fart out. Oh my god, you know what I mean? And and, and so understatement. He, it was, yeah. So yeah. oh, Jungle Boy can talk. Oh, come on, really? Yeah. No, he said good. Pro- really a good promo because he said my name Jungle Boy. Yeah. I don't like you. I, I Jungle Boy. I don't like you, Chris. You stink. Yeah, exactly. Come on, like, man. Hey, and he goes and pukes in the corner. God, little, every time. Little weirdo. What a Just, weirdo. What a weird. What a weirdo. You know, I never liked that guy. Who does? You know, little chicks apparently. Oh, uh, well, nuts we don't him. People go nuts for him. Singing his. Who who sings a wrestler song? These idiot fans coming Weird. out there singing Jungle Can Boy. Can I tell you something? Who would sing Jungle Boy songs? So dumb, so dumb. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Who would who would sing a wrestler's theme song it's out that, loud? It makes me mad. It I you it know? makes me mad. Oh oh, oh oh oh! Put a shotgun in my mouth and pull the freaking trigger. Horrible. So they left him outside there. He was raised by chimpanzees, and basically, they, why did they just come take him back? And nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him. Nobody showed up and said, hey, "That's my." Jungle Boy. And by then, I'm sure he smelled even worse than he did in the first place. The hair's out of control. Horrible. You ever heard of a comb? Clearly, Jungle he has The only thing he's probably heard of is a perm. Well, we know that. <laughs> Clearly. Your face. So you beat him. He said he was stupid. Yeah, very yeah. stupid. He wasn't paying attention. He was on the apron. I had rolled under the rope, and I just simply grabbed his ankle and pulled him off. And then me and Hangman were the final two, and then I obviously defeated Hangman because I'm a much better professional wrestler than him. Mm. Uh, Should have probably put his name on the list, but granted... I mean, I'm a much bigger star than him, so maybe I shouldn't. But anyway, and then the second year around, I had won. I believe the final two were me and Orange Cassidy, and it made me feel good that I was able to beat him. I almost felt like I was beating him on your behalf, Chris. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a great night for me. I appreciate that because you know, that, that's one of the banes of my existence. Yeah, he's just a you bad know. person. Well, here's the thing with him. He's, do you ever notice he smells like Dracar? Dracar, Dracar Noir? Do you know what Dracar Noir is? Absolutely. It's either the, that cologne from the yes. 80s. yes. He, he smells of of Dracar Noir, and that bothers me. Because first of all, where the fuck is he finding a bottle of Dracar Noir in 2021? And second of all, beats me. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. There's so many other fragrances that he could wear. Yeah, and also denim jacket in 2021. Denim and denim. Come on, man. We call that a Canadian tuxedo, but I would never have anything to do with it. No. That guy's no Canadian. He's got to grow up. He's not Canadian at all. Yeah, well, he's got to grow up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Um. So all of these things uh, culminated by the fact, like you said, that you're 24 years old. Yes, I mean, sir. that is a huge accomplishment yep. right there. How many years in the business? Uh, boy, I believe four and a half, five, maybe. Has there ever been anybody else who's accomplished what you've done in four or five years? Well, I'll answer my own question, then you can answer. I, I said in an interview the other day uh, that you reminded me of Kurt Angle. Mm. When he first started, he was a lot older in his 30s, yep. but he took to wrestling so fast. Not just as a wrestler, but as a character, as a performer, 
uh, as a promo, as an antagonist, protagonist, whatever it may be. But it was within two or three months of stepping in the ring. Yeah. I've never seen that before, from my opinion. I never saw you in your first three, four, five years. Yeah. But here you are, once again, main eventing pay-per-views after only being in the business for such a short period of time. Yeah. It's something I'm really proud of and, and something that nobody can take away from me. And uh, I, I genuinely, I'll never forget the first time I stepped foot into a wrestling ring. I just felt like I was home. And it's been an easy, incredibly easy ride since then. I make so much money. Um, Ridiculous. I, 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 how much, how much, how much more money did you make when you joined the inner circle? Remember you showed that graph? Yes. Yes. During the town hall or whatever. How about we talk about how much more money inner circles made since I joined the inner circle? Merch sales are through the roof. Which, which, once again, not speaking out of school, you guys can call Pro Wrestling Tees and Ryan Barkin that that moron. Biggest selling T-shirt in the world today. My didn't, God. Want to, didn't want to say it, but why be humble? Just true. You dropped it. There it is. You dropped number the one. Number best one. And not just shir- best selling shirts. Yeah. And remember Dinner Debonair shirt? Remember that... That flew off the shelf like You can't hotcakes. find them anymore. No, they're they're gone. I'm they're, pretty sure it's sold out. They're, they're gone, sold Guys, out. you can look on Pro Wrestling Tees uh, slash whatever the hell dot com and, and look for it. I'm pretty sure they don't even have them anymore. You won't find it. And, and, if, and if they do have it, congrats. You got the last one. Yep. And if you look in the top 20, it's all like one through eight is all in a cir- or, or, or circle or MJF or Jericho. Yes. I think number nine is like Thunder Rosa. 10 through 15, yep. also inner circle, Jericho, yes. Dinner Debonair. I think at MJF. some point, Cody's, what, 55, I think? 55, yeah. 55. He's so not even in the top We 50. pretty much take up 1 through 54. I think Cody's 55, John's 56. Of course, I'm speaking of Dictator John. Right. And I believe, a very oddly, Tommy Dreamer, I think, was right after him. Strange. Very strange. Because it's a new it's a new shirt talking about his, his, his new hairstyle. Have you well, seen his new hairstyle? Oh, it's incredible. It's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. It's, I mean, I've never seen we, somebody rock a better man button in my life. We did a great video for him that nobody saw because it was on Impact. <laughs> and Impact, sure. I think, Impact yeah. a, a, a app match. Yeah, yeah. But we should really find that because we cut a promo for Tommy Dreamer that was probably one of the best promos of all time it was very respectful i mean we we gave him the perfect birthday wish i felt i don't know what we did you, chris you did have a great line too you had a little bit of a nudge nudge you said you said can't wait to watch you die in the ring well i mean unfortunately it didn't happen but yes if you can't say that to a friend then who can you say it to absolutely the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Uh, let's do a little bit of word association, talking about some of the characters and people here in AEW. Just get some of your thoughts. Let's do it. There's a lot of new new ones here. Too many, if you ask me. Uh, it's time to call the herd, I think. Yeah, 100%. Need to- Matter of fact, uh, me and you were talking about this. We were thinking about just comprising a list of people Tony should fire and just handing it to him. And obviously, he would listen well, to us. We said we would help him, and we would fire them for him. Maybe we should just do it ourselves. You know, That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Does Tony know about this? Yeah, yeah, he knows, he knows. Yeah, of course. And then the guy doesn't show up for two, three weeks, and then he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. We're, Tony we're, probably wouldn't even realize. We're, we're rid of him. We're fine. Uh, okay, so. I'll throw some names at you. Yeah, uh, please. Uh, uh, Darby Allen. Fire TNT him. What? Sorry. Dar- Darby Allen. Got it. Um, I'm going to say school shooter because he looks like one. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Everyone who's freaking out right now listening to this podcast, go Google school shooters and tell me if they don't look exactly like Darby Allen. Next. 
once again, just kind of uh, thinking about how you are, and I mentioned um, that you don't care and you'll say anything. No, I don't give a shit. Tell me the worst insult you ever gave to a fan. Was it a little kid? Was it a... Well, it was this guy in a wheelchair, and, and he was acting all high and mighty, especially for somebody in a goddamn wheelchair, and he wheels up to me, and he says my catchphrase to me, to me like he's some you know hot shit. He goes, I'm better than you know it. I go, really? At least I can do this. And I stood up. Oh. And guess what? I was right and he was wrong. Did you get reprimanded for that from anybody? No, of oh, course not. I thought there was one you got a slap on the wrist. Okay, the I only got a slap on the wrist one time. We were on the cruise and some five-year-old oh. prick walked up to me and tried to talk to me. I'm a very busy man, Chris. Okay, so I called this slap dick to walk away from me, and I told him he should have been aborted, and I kept him moving. He was five years old. It is what it is, Chris. He shouldn't have tugged on Superman's cape. It's that simple. You don't spit on Superman's cape. There it is. There you go. I remember you little guy a little bit uh, mouthy up in the haven at one point, too, or I was. Yes, yes. One of your family members made eye contact with me, and I didn't like how they I did I told it. them all. I said, do not make eye contact with Max. I said, don't touch me. Don't talk to him. Yeah. So, it was at least they didn't talk, touch you or talk no, to you. No, they didn't touch me or talk uh, to me. They just, they just looked at me. Yeah, I, I, that was my cousin Chad, actually. And I, uh, Chad, uh, yeah, I kicked him out of the family. Well, I'm glad. So Honestly, he, the guy gone, was way out. Of what do you call it when you when you uh, emancipate yourself from somebody? I just uh, emancipate. I disowned him. Oh, disowned him. There, there you go. There you go. And my dad said, "You can't disown him." And I said, "Yes, I can." And yeah. I almost disowned my dad. My father, your father, I, almost, but not well, quite. I'm glad you stood up for yourself. Thanks, man. Um, okay, uh, uh, Sting. So here's the deal: I can't just use one word because the man's had a terrific legacy. Great legacy. Great legacy. But the, the fact of the matter is this. Have you ever talked to this guy, Chris? Well, not really, because he's hard to have a conversation yeah, with. Yeah, of course he is. Uh, hey, Sting, nice to meet you. I'm MJF. Need protein. Mm. Protein mm. I need. Mm. The, the, you, th you thought Jungle Boy was dumb. This I mean, guy is this guy's dumb. Really and dumb. And it turns out, this guy, you know that stuff he puts all over his face? Mm -hmm. This guy is so dim-witted. Guys, he's not doing this intentionally, okay? This is what he thinks, like, looks good. This is him putting on makeup. He thinks he looks good mm -hmm. like this. He's, he's a loon. He's an absolute loon. Mm -hmm. It's horrifying. And for anyone who has to talk to him at any of these meet and greets or signings, wrestling fan, please say, Sting, how you doing? I swear to you, I swear to you, his response is going to be, need protein. Mm -hmm. Every time, 10 out of 10. I've heard that before. Yeah. That's, yeah I, I've heard him mumbling it as he walks up and down the hallways, yeah. actually. The man paces. It's yeah. very odd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's paces and, and just mumbles. Yeah. Might have been in the head one too many times. Protein. Protein. And also, sorry, he stole your bat. Well, that's You invented having hey. a bat in professional wrestling. Listen, let me ask you a question. Please do, Chris. I'm all ears. If you're at a concert back when there was concerts, and there will be concerts again, and you're sitting on a great seat on the floor. Yes, and it's jam-packed, and you get up out of that seat and split. Yeah. Someone else sits down in that seat, right? Yeah. If it's general admission, you lose it. Yeah. You lose your privilege to sit in that seat. 100%. You don't come back 15 years later and go, hey, that's my seat. It's like, dude, it was once your seat. Yeah. You split for 15 years. Yeah. It's my baseball bat That's now. your baseball bat now, but also what you're Guys, let me just explain something. Chris is being way too humble right now. I am. There is a photo of Chris at eight years old. Holding a baseball bat. Yeah, that was way before Sting. Holding that's a baseball that's the truth. That's the truth. That's uh, it was when I was with the Kirkfield Westwood uh, Blue Jays. Boom, and we were playing in the city finals. Okay, against the Assiniboine uh, Merchants. Now, didn't you uh, have a record for most home runs in Little I League? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I also had the record for most Grand Slams. Four. 
Four uh, for eight year old kid. Four grand slams. That's a whole lot for an eight year old. Really kid. A whole, whole lot for anybody. It was really good. Yeah, wow. it was good. I, I chose to go into wrestling instead. Yes, but I still have an open contract with the Kirkfield Westwood Blue Jays. I can go back anytime I want. Makes sense to me. Any freaking time yep. I want. Yep. Um, let's continue on. Uh, Ricky Starks. Oh wow. Um, I like the guy. He's got moxie. Um, I don't know if Helen Keller's dressing him or what's going on. That guy is a mess. Mm. I mean, that guy is a mess. Chris, you see how I dress. I show up in the nicest custom-made suits. I mean, look at me. I'm godly. And then in walks this guy, and he's got these weird open-ended shoes on, and he's got these weird like high-dye dress shirts and all these gold. It's just gaudy. The word I would use for Richard Starks is gaudy. But isn't that kind of he's from New Orleans and throwing beads and Mardi Gras? Yeah, and that kind of I mean, old all the people there thing. dress funny. I guess that's a good point, Chris. Right. It's most certainly not a place I'd ever want to visit. Right. Nor nor would I. Yeah. Um, let's go through some other of these. Uh, uh, some of these other guys. Luchasaurus. Oh boy, that guy. That guy is as green as his, as his tongue mask. and his mask and his tongue. Don't get me started. Exactly. That's that's all leave I got. It at that? That's all I got, man. Just leave that it guy that. blows. Um okay, well what about what about Marco Stunt? Marco Stunt, the, the first word I obviously think of is short. Mm-hmm. The second word I think of is inbred. And the third word I think of is that's more of a phrase really. Should have never happened. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think really bad hair. You know, it's really sad when guys grow out their hair long and they think that it looks good. Especially because they're wrestlers. Oh, my God. Wrestlers have to have and, long hair. And I'm hair. sorry. I'm, I'm going to throw, throw you under the bus here, Chris. I think because you have such luscious locks, mm-hmm. everybody's trying to copy you, and nobody has the hair genetics for it. So, and it, obviously, I know you didn't do it intentionally, but you've almost created a whole generation of guys who have long hair, and it literally... It, it, they look like Medusa. It's mm. it's just brutal. It's right. brutal. It really, really, really is such a huge eyesore. I mean, every time I see Griff Garrison walk by me, I puke in my mouth a little bit, Chris. Mm. I mean, seriously. I mean, I I should have a Garrison bag with how many times that guy walks by me and I just puke in my mouth. He punched you in the face when we worked last. Well, you gave him a chance and he punched you in the face. Again, Another classic case, just like you were so nice to Papa Buck and you allowed him on your cruise, I was so nice to Griff Garrison. I was the guy that gave him his big break. Uh, his first match on AEW Dynamite was against me, and I didn't have to. I didn't have to introduce him. I didn't have to allow him to say his name into my. You got him promo time. I got him over, is what I did. That's right. Chris. That and the guy has match. no respect. Right. Uh, last uh, last few guys. Uh, let's talk about Inner Circle. Yes, Inner Circle guys. Let's. Uh, what do you think, uh, Wardlow? Wardlow, he is the, I genuinely feel this way. I think Wardlow is the best athlete in professional wrestling today. Mm. I think he's a blue chipper. Uh, I think he gives very good feet rubs. And I think he's very good at making sure that I am comfortable at all times. I pay the man an awful lot amount of money to do so. Do I consider him a friend? Yes. Is he doing the best job he possibly could do? No. I'm going to be honest with you. There's been a lot of times I've had to dock his pay. One time I recall... There was an issue with he who should not be named and Wardlow because Wardlow had gotten involved in a match where he who, not sh- who, sh- he who shall not be named was involved in. And uh, I, I mean, I docked Wardlow's pay big time. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. You said that too. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I don't feel bad about it. He, he messed up. But now looking back on it, 
with everything that he who shall not be named has done. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he had it coming. Nah, maybe of well, I think I know he had it coming. Yeah. The guy's dead to me. Yeah. Even even saying the name that shall not be named yeah. starts to piss me off. Yeah. I don't know? even because then it makes you think of his stupid face. Stupid face. That stupid face with his black oh, hair. How about those, those weird eyebrows? He looks like the scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. The guy looks emaciated. He literally looks like somebody put a garden hose up his butt and just kept drawing drawing blood. Yeah. Repeatedly. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about let's just call him Gammy Savara. Yeah. Gammy, Gammy Savara. Savara. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, uh, well, so when you first got into the inner circle, which yeah, was sir. a great day, uh, Santana Ortiz... Uh, 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 Santana was okay with it. Yeah, Ortiz was not. Not so. Santana and me, we we hit it off right away. Uh, me and Santana talk all the time. We're actually really tight. He taught me how to play dominoes. Mm. Uh, I actually really enjoy that game. Ortiz was a different story. It was a bit of a struggle. I had known Ortiz on the Indies, and I think Ortiz had heard about my rap. I had a bad rap back then. Uh, why I don't know. I, I honestly, Chris, I am the most misjudged person in the history of. Probably ever. Mm. It's just the. I mean, if anybody can relate it to you. Absolutely. But, um, you know, I finally got to sit down with him. I got to talk to him. My grandfather had passed around the same time that uh, Santana's father had passed. Right. And we had a good chat. And I think that was the moment that Ortiz realized I'm a, not just a, some shyster. I'm, I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being who has feelings. I'm a human being who cares. And I'm a human being who cares about him because I care about the inner circle. Yeah. Well, both those guys, I believe Ortiz had, had, had the line where he said, you're growing on him like a fungus. Yes, yes, sir. You know? Yep. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Jake Hager, Big Jake. Big Hurt is by far uh, deceptively one of the funniest people I've ever met. He is. He people is don't so know that funny. he's so funny. People yeah. have no idea how funny that guy is, and, and also such a great conversationalist. We've been having a lot of great conversation about championships recently. Mm. But, uh, yeah, man. And, and what an incredible MMA fighter, incredible wrestler, incredible person. Incredible husband, incredible father. Just a, the definition of what a man should be, in my He's opinion. almost uh, in the category of, of salt of the earth. Yeah, almost. Almost in that category. Almost. I'm not saying yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost, I know you're almost, not. Almost, almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So as we start to wind down here after the first year in AEW, is, is, is AEW what you expected, what you hoped for? Because they brought you in right out of kind of, like I said, some of these indie shows and, and working the... The, the the gymnasiums and all that sort of stuff and here you get brought in and you've been basically one of the top guys ever since i mean i'll just say it you know i wasn't well known coming into this company there were a lot of other guys in this promotion who were well known that came from the indies that had never been in an, on a, a nationally televised show and i'll never forget tony khan i think he kind of knew what he had with mjf but he didn't fully and when he gave me that microphone and bret hart was talking in the middle of the ring and i went out there and the world got to get a taste of what I do best. I think that was in Vegas, right? Yes, sir. That was great. I think that was when everybody collectively went, "Who is this guy? My God!" And ever since then, it's been a wild, incredible ride. Um, I think I can easily say, probably no one in the history of the business outside of like maybe one or two guys, probably just one guy, probably just Kurt Angle, has achieved as much as I have in such a short period of time. Um, has been a top guy as quick as I have in such a short period of time. But again, I do attribute that to you, honestly, because uh, you have been a mentor, you've been a friend, and I think that's why me and you are going to hold those AEW World Tag Titles for a very, very long time. Absolutely, and on top of that, I think the inner circle is just going to continue to grow and get stronger. <coughs> I mean, like I said, we've had some some ups and downs, as any great team does. Sure. You look at the uh, the. Well, 60- the problem's gone, Chris. Well, I mean, it, it's sad because I think the problem is more on on Gammy Savara's part than mm-hmm. it is. 
yours because, like I said, I wanted. I had no back back in the day. Vince McMahon used to almost pit guys against each other. And I know that because he did it with me in Triple H. Yeah. And what that would do is it would give you more incentive to go out there and have the best match ever with each other. You would sure. push each other. I'm going to show this guy. Well, I'm going to show him. And I wanted that with you and Sammy. I could see what you were doing, and he was doing it too. And we saw yeah. him. Way well, more than me. You didn't see it. He did right stuff on your face in Vegas what and stuff. You go back and watch the, the the director's cut. Okay, I'll give it a look. And point being, he's the one who 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 exploded. And once again, listen, you can take a shot to the stomach. I've been punched by worse guys than yeah, him. Absolutely. But he quit the inner circle. Yeah. And when you walk out on, on Chris Jericho and you walk out on MJF, you walk out of our lives forever. So the problem is gone if yeah. that's the way he wants to yeah. be. But there's a whole lot of work left for the inner circle to do. And it starts on Sunday with MJF and Jericho winning uh, the AW Tag Team Championships from the Bucks. Absolutely. Look, man, when I joined the inner circle, this was the best faction in professional wrestling. We got a little rocky because of uh, Gammy. But now that Gammy's out, I believe we're the best faction once more. Um, Absolutely. And I am so excited to add gold to our group. But I'd also just like to say one thing real quick. It kind of was a big deal when he punched me in the stomach, Chris. I mean, that's how Harry Houdini died. And I'm honestly so grateful that I'm still able to sit here today and be able to be here with you today because, uh, quite frankly, I really thought I was going to be a, I was going to be a goner that day, mm. and it was really scary. Um, but I prevailed. I mean, I got my ribs taped. I went out there. I had a match with you. I was right there. Um, you know, the acclaimed. A lot of people want to talk about the time that Triple H tore his quad and continued to wrestle. I don't think enough people are talking about the fact that MJF almost got Harry Houdini'd and continued to put on a five-star tag team wrestling match with his best friend, Chris Jericho. Against a couple basic, basically rookies. I mean, we yeah. have carried that whole thing. Oh, my God. On you our know? backs. Yeah. Uh, any last words for the Bucks for this weekend as we go into Revolution? Um, I would like to note that uh, Malnourished Matthew and Not-So-Slick, he wishes his hair was way more thick, Nick, are going to be going down this week. We are going to be the AEW World Tag Team Champions. And just because we aren't, haven't been a tag team for 12, 15, 20 years, um, I think it's going to shine through that that doesn't matter. Uh, and it's also going to shine through that uh, you guys really don't belong in the ring with us. Chris, do you have any imparting notes? Uh, like I said, I think it's going to be one of the biggest matches in AEW history. I really believe that just because of the guys involved. Four of the biggest stars, four of the top eight biggest stars in AEW in a match that no one's ever seen before. We don't need barbed wire uh, explosions. We don't need street fights. We don't need ladders. We don't need Casino Royale rules. We, we're going to have a great wrestling match. But we're going to teach the Young Bucks a few lessons, yep. and we're going to prove once again why we are two of the best, if not the two best, in the entire professional wrestling world. We've already done it as singles, Got and you. now we're going to do it as a tag team and continue uh, to build the inner circle into, uh, into even a bigger and more strong and more powerful faction. And when we're done, I'm just going to think about Matt, and I'm going to think about Nick, and I'm going to think, what, what a loser! loser. <laughs>